Your wife's not gonna like that joke. <laughs> I don't like that joke. No one's gonna hear that joke. That joke is only for you. That joke doesn't exist. Welcome to Death Reader. You just, just deneuralize me, <laughs> Men in Black. That would be so great oh, if you could have a deneuralizer for horrible oh, no. jokes. You could just, you could just be like, you could say, you know, like, <laughs> boink. <laughs> and then the person wakes up and you're like, what were we talking about? Like, nothing. <laughs> you fucking neuralize me again. <laughs> Some of that's got to stay. Anyway, welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode five of season three of Death Readers, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. We are going to get into chapters 13, 14, and 15. What's wrong? And 16. Not, no, 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 no. Just What? The next episode is going to be Oh, God be damn it. Episodes. I have to read that chapter twice? Yes. Sorry. It's fine. It's fine. It's going to be fine. Someone wasn't clear. I think I was. Because <laughs> I, I, I said the episode after tomorrow is what I said. Well, I could look it up, but I'm just going to assume I'm right and you're an ass. You pedantic shit. What kind of person goes and has to prove everyone wrong all the time? I don't know. Maybe it's, you know, birds of a feather. Well, that's a matter of opinion. God, how far back Cause, could we... Because opinion feathers? No, I don't know. Um, it's a biology joke. It's, a, it's pretty good. How'd I know that? Because you took high school biology? Um, I didn't. Wow. Took chemistry. I got out of biology by doing chemistry, and I didn't do well in it. I learned a lot about I might have biology actually, in high school. I actually might have been able to do... Uh, Mollusks and shit. I might have been able to do astronomy instead of biology also. Really? I'm thinking that for the podcast after tomorrow's, we read four chapters. That would explain why the follow-up sentence was something like, then we end with three chapters. Yes. Since there's seven chapters after today. Yes. But I have all these no fine, whatever. I don't care. How's that? Um Okay. <laughs> um Take that. So now that all that can be cut out of the episode. <laughs> that was unnecessary. Wanna give a quick shout out to our new listeners or listener from Maryland. Thank you for uh tuning into Death Readers and tell all your friends about us. So with that, let's jump right into Chapter 13, Gryffindor versus Ravenclaw. All right. Where are you in this? Let's see here. 263. Me too. Mm -hmm. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, my note is that, like, the uh, the trick. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the trick as well? The, the, Griff the, the Slytherin boys play mm -hmm. by dressing up as Dementors is really fucked up. <laughs> it's really fucked funny because mine takes it from the other end. Really? Like the back end? I wrote, the fake Dementors are one of the last frivolous childlike moments of the book series. I don't. It's I a, totally disagree. Go ahead. You take. Well, it's just it's 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 just very Scooby Doo. Um, it works out perfectly. They're trying to fool him, and Harry's just like blah, and he gets he wins against this. Tri it, it just feels like very much how a kid would think of they would take on the bully. Wow. Like if they stood up to me, I'd just punch, and everything would work out, and it just worked out perfectly. Wow. Um, but you think it's the opposite. Of that. I think it's like they dressed up as clan members. That's how I looked at it because the Dementors are in no way, to me, they're in no way like a playful, goofy, not entirely terrifying thing. You're absolutely right. I'm talking about writing style. Okay. As the books are getting more <laughs> mature, sure. this, is, this seems like one of the last moments okay. before shit starts to get really heavy. Right. 
Um, that's all I meant. Okay. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I felt like that was very much like... We know the one thing... We're certain of the one thing that scares the shit out of you, and we're going to fuck with you with that. Well, yes. or, or, like, be, because of who you are. Yeah. Like, because of, you know, something that's actually happened to you in your past that you, you have a reason and rationale to be afraid of. We're going to use that against you in a really hateful way. Yeah. And without just being like, boo! Like, it's also like, we're going to fuck up your sport. Like, yeah. you, you have this... Because it's in the middle of a game, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's in the middle of a, of a real game that they needed to win that Slytherin would benefit from them losing. And I don't know, it, it feels like if you, like... I'm trying to come up with a good example that isn't going to sound, like, insensitive or, uh, like, hyperbolic. But it, it's like if you, you know, went to a... I don't know, some sort of event where you had uh, people of Jewish descent doing something and a bunch of people showing up wearing armbands or like, you know, like with, with swastikas on them or something like that. Like it would be be pretty fucked up. Yeah. Like it would be really fucked up. And that's that's what, how it read to me. Um, so I was just really taken aback at how, like I was like, those kids should get expelled. That's what was my thought. Like, Interesting. I was very much on the lines of like, those children should be expelled and they should be put in some sort of like juvenile delinquent program. I guess Slytherin is kind of that, but you know, more one with with not not as treated as equally. Jim Henson's Azkaban Babies. Ooh. No. That's fine. Um. <laughs> um I mean, what? Would, like, wait, I, is, is there a juvenile detention in the Wizarding World? I don't know, man. It feels like a lot of this shit. It just... could be. It could be. It could be full of boggarts. They seem nice, though. Well, just because last time Boggarts were... Oh, the evolution. Dimension. Right, 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 right. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Um, but I feel like Boggarts actually are much nicer than... I, I like. I started thinking about this this episode. Okay. I don't know why are these, these, these chapters, but that Boggarts themselves are kind of like... They're probably really nice. Like, the way that like Lupin describes taking care of the, sure. the Boggart makes it sound like the Boggarts don't want to be the thing you're afraid of. They just are. <laughs> and I felt really bad for them because of that. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so sweet and sad. Like, they... They don't have a choice. Like, as long as you... Kind of like, he doesn't have a choice because he's a werewolf. Right. But, like, like, yeah, sometimes when you're a monster, it's just because it's who you are. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, but, I mean, it, go, going to what you're saying, maybe he's identifying with it. Maybe he's yeah. having some sort of empathy, and that's why he's taking care of the bogart because helps... he understands what it's like to be a terrifying monster that you have no control over. And it, you can also disarm them because you can relate. Like, you can basically be like, hey, man, I'm not... I get it. Like, it's okay. I'm not afraid of you. Let's just... We can get, we can get through this together. You have a friend in me. <laughs> you got a friend in me. When that road seems rough ahead, sorry. Uh, yeah, miles and miles from your nice warm bed. See, but Bogarts don't sleep in beds. Um, That's why they're miles from the nice warm bed. From the, it's, it's all their right nice warm bed, and they don't have beds. Right, it's a possessive that's, bear. You can't be more miles away from something you don't have. Yes, you, that's. But you can't be away from anything you don't have. I think you don't I'm, have I'm, it. I'm entirely away from things I don't have. Name something I don't have. But, but in Name that, something it isn't even yours. But that's that's the well, whole point. I don't care about that. Name something I don't because have. you're cheating. Well, you don't care I, about it because you're cheating. Am I cheating? Yeah. Or am I paying attention to the rules you're of grammar? You're circumventing the correct rules of grammar. And social and intercourse. Ew. <laughs> See, once again, you're trying to... You're trying... To sexify the podcast? Well, that's mostly my job. I got 265. 264. Go for it. Um, Let's see here. Honeydukes. I yes. get. Yes. What do you mean you get? I get. I get why a town the size of Hogsmeade could have a Honeydukes. There's lots of people How live there. How big is Hogsmeade? I don't think it's big. In I, the movies, it doesn't seem large. It it seems kind of like Diagon Alley. It seems like a street. It does seem like a street. I feel like there's probably some offshoot streets because there's alleyways, I believe. 
Um, but it, it never feels much bigger than ye olde medieval village you would see outside of a castle in a TV show. And that's basically what it's supposed to be because it's it's the little subtown that Hogwarts right. is near. Yeah. Like, presumably Hogwarts was built to be near this town, I guess, maybe? Or maybe or, well, happened probably the other way grew around. up around Hogwarts. See, that's why we need a Hogwarts the early history. We need those pre-books, those prequel books about the founding of Hogwarts to see all this information I would, because we just don't know. I mean, certainly maybe Hogsmeade grew out of the train station because you need people to staff that. Right. But the train station wouldn't come before two thousand years. But it ago. Only, does a train only run to Hogwarts? To to and back to well, at the beginning and the end of the school year, or One time is train. it used other times for other people? They, I have yet to hear anyone discuss if I don't, unless I don't just don't remember correctly, uh, a going back and forth from Christmas break. I believe they use the Hogwarts Express from Christmas break, but I don't know why. I might have just assumed that. If if it's see, but I'm thinking it's not that we assumed it. It's in like it's a sentence in packed chapters that we just read and like moved past. Sure. But because it would be like, of course, that's what they do. Um, like I think Hermione took it home maybe in the first book when Ron and Harry. It wouldn't surprise got me the at disability all. Disability cloak. Um, so I, I. So you're saying you can get how Hogwarts can get Honeydukes. Honeydukes because people want treats, right? And sweets. Um, but Zonkos. Sure. Zonkos. How it doesn't seem like it's a viable business because remember Hogsmeade weekends not every weekend. Sure, but what if it's just seasonal? Like, what if this is like you know how like, let's say a place like. The Halloween store. Seward or Homer. Oh, okay. They have seasonal businesses because they just will not be able to like support them year round. Sure. I think it's probably more like that, where you just have a place that can survive. In, like it may make all the, like or like people who live off of like a state fair. Mm-hmm. They make all their money for the year off of this like couple weeks or a weekend or whatever it is at this one event. That would make sense. I think that's probably more what it's like. Um, and Hogsmeade could be bigger than we than we're thinking. Yeah, it could be, but there's really not that much evidence for that yet. Like it, just from the films and and just from these, they've been to it a couple times in these chapters in this book at least, and it seems very much like it's it's like one big street. It seems I mean, like yeah, a lot of that could be colored by our you know they've only viewing been, of the movie sure. where they've only built a, a street. But there's only four locations so far that have been mentioned at all. There's Honeydukes. There's Zonkos. There's the Screaming Jack, mm-hmm. and then there's whatever the pub. There's two pubs. Oh, there's two pubs. There's Madame Rose Murda's pub, Three Broomsticks, and there's the Hog's Head. That's where Hagrid got so fluffy. That's three. Oh no, two. Okay, right, right, right. Okay, so still though, it's. I mean, I guess if you have two pubs, you're probably pretty. Big. And there's a post office. There is a post office. We didn't see the post office earlier because they had to pretend to be there for some reason. Um. They went there with like pretending to do something is what I mean, but I don't remember why. Something that Harry could do. Oh, just, just, to, just to look around. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, I don't. I think it's a good observation. Like, I don't know. I think that's probably just seasonal. That's what I put my guess on. And it does. It does bring to mind like those kind of hand gestures. No, the um... feeling. No. Tone. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call it when a whole bunch of quoi? what do you call it when a whole bunch of lines intersect uh an intersection like when you're plotting though you wanted to be mad at me <laughs> you really wanted to be mad at me <laughs> <laughs> well, like, is it something I would have said 
like like what Doc Brown always talks about, how 1955 Hill Valley is a like a cross section, kind of where a, a a junction closer. Um, man, you were pushing me. <laughs> like, we're like he's like, he's like, why does everything keep fixating in 1955? Maybe it's a blah 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 in the space time continuum. Focal point. Let, let's go with that. So. Hogsmeade is kind of like a focal point for the wizards who live in that area and people who might live farther away can come in and use uh, Honeydukes or get their mail. Yeah, I, like, I, mail. like I imagine that you have some like villages that would be that way too. Like you have yeah. like, you know, okay, you live in a cabin somewhere and you have, but, and to get there you have to tr- drive to, to get to an actual like, even a small town. Well, like in old cowboy anything. towns too, how everyone would live far out on the ranches, yes. but they'd go into right. Carson City to... Uh, like in Seven Wives, Seven Brothers. No. Like yeah. In, no. Like in Bonanza. Or Seven Brides, Seven Husbands. What's the name of that movie? Seven Mistresses. Well, see, Brothers. I know the show I'm referencing. This movie I'm talking about, that's what happens. They they go into town and the guy's like, Get your I, need green. A, I need a wife. And then she's like, no, I don't need a husband. Get your Michael right Landon. And then he's like, but if I don't get a wife this time, I'm not going to come back for another three more months and I need a wife. And Pernell like, Roberts. And she's like, well, I guess I have to be And Dan husband. Blocker, of course, played Haas. I think it's Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Dan Blocker's the father of Dirk Blocker, who is on Reno 911. No, not Reno 911. Nope. 911? Nope. Brooklyn 99. Brooklyn 9 Reno? Name of a city and numbers. Cop show. Hawaii 5 No, it's not that one. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> CSI 762. That, they never had those. Mm. <laughs> It's like CSI Miami, but Miami spelled in binary. <laughs> okay, I think it's a cute catch. Uh, the idea of like Zonko's not being able to like, because it's just a joke store. Yeah. Right. Never. I never got into joke stores. You ever wanted some fart powder? No. Or some. Uh... Nothing. I never wanted any of that shit. I always thought it was a waste because it always a seemed like. A cushion. No. A joy buzzer. No. X-ray specs. No. I don't see the thing is I don't like being lied to <laughs> by products, and all of those products are liars. So well, in the wizarding world, they might not be. And in that case, it might be worth like using. But if, if but if that was if that's the case, mm-hmm. why would they be in joke shops? Why wouldn't they be in the grocery store, <laughs> like or, or like a convenience store, a supermarket, where you can get anything? Because these seem like they could actually have a, a, a function outside of uh, revelry, whatever. Whatever. Um, Two sixty five. Go for it. Um, I really like the fight between Ron and Hermione about Scabbers and uh, Crookshanks. There's a couple of them. Well, the, and I read an extra uh, chapter, so refresh my memory. What I okay, so um, what I mean specifically is the, um, it's it's like a really realistic view of what a kids fight might be like. Okay, where it's like. Both of these people are, both the parties involved have good reason for being upset with each other. Okay. Like, I felt like that was really well done, where, like, you understand how Ron believes his pet's been murdered mm-hmm. and, or killed. And he believes that another, a friend of his pet is responsible for that death, and that friend's not taking responsibility for it. And Hermione feels like her pet's wrongly accused. Right. And so she feels like he's taking out his frustration and his anger and his emotions on her, which she doesn't feel is, is, as I said, deserved. And so she's uh, defensive and fights back a little. And so neither of them are really having the same conversation or having the same fight, 
but they're both like I, I I think they're both completely justified in their ideas. They just really should fucking like take a second and relax about it. So I just I really liked that because it's one of those moments that occasionally pop up in these films, in these books rather, maybe once or twice a book, mm -hmm. where you get this moment of like a really well written, uh, just like a, a chunk of childhood. Sure. That's like just so, you know, masterfully. I'll even say like extracted from probably a real life experience and it conveyed in a way where you feel that it's real. Like you, I, I really felt like something like this was something that she either observed in her kids or was an experience she observed or, or went through as a kid. Sure. I thought that was really cool. Um, okay, and it also is the kind of thing that I could easily see ending a friendship. Like a fight like that, if you don't resolve it, that could, and it, for these, these three chapters, it really does yeah, they like, are blow them apart. On the outs. Like, so, so where, again, like for most of this book, they don't want to talk to each other or these last couple of chapters. And it's, and, and, and these chapters take a lot of, uh, in book time, mm -hmm. like calendar time. So I just, I thought it was really good. It's a good observation. Oh, uh, that's all I really have for this chapter, except just sort of an overall feel of it. Would you have any other, uh, page numbers? Uh, 268, okay. just poor Neville. Yeah. Poor Neville with the with the list. Especially not to give too much away, but later we do find out it's not quite his fault. No. But he, he totally gets uh he gets, uh, he, gets uh, he gets the shaft. Yeah. Um I I feel like this chapter had way too much Quidditch again. And we, you've warned me ahead of time that this book has a lot of Quidditch. I mean this episode of Death Readers is two chapters of the three are majorly Quidditch chapters. Not for me. I did four chapters. Whatever. You, you can keep bringing up how you made a mistake. Or we can <laughs> or maybe you weren't clear enough. I think we cleared that up, didn't we, though? Did we? Yep. Because I'm not clear. I could read it again. You need to go clear. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Snape's I, I think that the series... Oh, oh no, sorry. The, the thing about Sirius Black at the end, because I didn't have any notes about it, but that thing where he breaks... Like, presumably mm. he breaks in, because I... Mm, Unclear. I mean, Sir Cadagan let him in. But does Sir Cadagan know who Sirius Black is and what he looks like? They had the passwords. I think he's just an idiot. I, but that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe it was someone else who wasn't Sirius Black. Uh, is what I'm saying. Like, at this point, as a reader, I don't know if it really was Sirius sure. Black. Ron thinks it was. Right. Could could be somebody else. I don't know. Um, But, like, it, it just felt like... There's another thing these books do sometimes where they'll take you on a chapter of total bullshit... Of like, here's a fuck ton of Quidditch, and then it'll be like, oh, cool, and then the last page will be like, remember the main plot, <laughs> and it's like, ugh, that's I, I progressed the main plot like an inch to take a mile of Quidditch, that sucks. We did take that Quidditch, we took it hard. So yeah, now we're on chapter fourteen, Snape's Snape's Grudge. Uh, quick note about 271, the but two sixty nine. Okay, go for Mar it. Mary Grand Prix, I believe, is the illustrator's name. It does of a the, little chapter the, heads okay. and the and the book covers. Um, I usually really like her stuff, but I don't care for the Gargamel yeah, style Snape pitcher. Well, it's also hard because I just have you know, Alan Rickman. Yeah, sure. I have, I have Ricky in my head. That's not what I'm gonna call him. <laughs> Sorry, Ricky. <laughs> yeah, really Alan Rickman crazy in my head. Redhead. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad he's dead because that would be fun. It would work with the Weasleys and yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. My 271 is just, Howlers are back. Yay! Well, actually, I've got some before that. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to say, Howlers are back. Yay! Yay! That was all I got on uh, this whole chapter. Oh, not true. 269. 
Okay. So offhand world building that I, I, I that she that that J.K. Rowling does that I really like. Uh, teaching the front doors to recognize the picture. It's like one sentence. Flitwick is, was teaching the front doors, and I'm like, I'm like, that's cool. Uh, yeah. That's that's fun. It describes so much with just a sentence. It was it was really good. Yeah. And then past that, uh, two seventy. Okay. The security trolls talking in grunts and comparing the size of their clubs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might be a nod. It might be a adult joke hidden in there. Might be. <laughs> Could it possibly? makes me feel gross. This one makes me feel gross, so I want to say it might be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, those security trolls are always comparing the size of their clubs. Uh, I have to take your word for it because I've never met a security troll. I never had to deal with them showing me their clubs. Lucky you. Uh, yeah, that's how I'm taking it too. Is a uh, lucky me for never having that experience. Unfortunately, um, I don't really have any notes for the Quidditch final. Um, I have uh, two seventy nine. Heard all your family sleeps in one room. Uh, is that true? I think is what uh, Draco says to Ron. And this this again feels like a very either overt influence or direct nod to Roald Dahl. Oh. Uh, with, with Charlie and Charlie the Bucket, Factor. Yeah. yeah. How his all of his grandparents slept in the same well, bed. Well, I mean, it could just be a thing that poor English people do. <laughs> that felt... Don't need to say that. That felt bigoted <laughs> or prejudiced. I, I said it could be that. Yeah, you, you did. <laughs> maybe maybe we should just... No, no, it's good. It's fine. No, no, no. No one would be upset by saying you saying that. Oh, you're you're just a, 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 a small country with a large population and not a lot of space, so you have to cram your poor people together to get them sleep before they go, you know, toil away in the rain mines. The only other alternative is Draco likes muggle literature. Is that likely? Or... Well, or it's just a dig on poor people in general, like, but nothing to do with British poor people specifically. Well, why is he going to have any working knowledge of how poor people in other parts of the I'm not saying the other people, other poor people in other parts of other countries don't do the same thing. I'm just saying maybe British poor people do. I feel like uh, I made it worse. I don't think we're doing a good job at this note. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say, let's just say, hey, maybe she likes Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and move on. I think it's clear that <laughs> Roald Dahl uh, is heavily influencing her work. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And Ginger's a poor. Okay. Okay. Um, I, my next is 287. You're done with this chapter, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, we can go through the chapter. In real time. No, no, no. Um, it, it occurred to me in the last chapter, in the last episode, um, when we did the chapter on the Marauders uh, map, that the Marauders map is magically a lot like Tom Riddle's diary. Not in that it's a horcrux, but it has the same sort of impression of these men, or these young men's like personalities imbued mm -hmm. in it, and that they sort of kind of might live on their own in that weird space forever because when they sass back snape yeah okay they, they sass him back with knowledge mm -hmm. of who he is i believe though the map makers did know snape and they might have just wrote that into the creation of the map like if snape ever got his hand on this since he's always following us around right maybe but i feel like it makes more in because there's precedent for mm -hmm. another thing that's very much like this okay 
I would feel like it's I was just gonna put my money on that it's it's similar. I think I mean I think we we've long since established that magic carries impressions of the well, we must presume. There's no, we don't get to establish. We've established it. We've established it. We don't it. get to it. We're, JK, we're, Her Majesty. We're canonically the next step in Harry Potter's evolution. Wow. That's, that is bold. <laughs> that is untrue. <laughs> <laughs> we're like Potter Superior. Um, but yeah, I, I, it kind of occurred to me, again, in, that, in, the, in the Marauders Bathroom, that was kind of confirmed is how I felt like it was with, with this episode where they say, like, get your big nose out of the, or keep, put your big nose back in your own business or whatever it says. Well, let's find out. This is Quidditch file or is this Snape's grudge? This is in Snape's grudge towards uh, the end. It's 287. Tell Snape. 287? That's what I've written down. Tell Professor Snape to keep uh, his get, oh. abnormally large wow. nose. Mr. Mooney presents his compliments to Professor Snape and begs him to keep his abnormally large nose out of other people's business. That's what it was, yeah. Mr. Prongs agrees with Mr. Mooney and would like to add that Professor Snape is also an ugly git. I added the also. Okay. Mr. Padfoot would like to register his astonishment that an idiot like that ever became a professor. Mr. Wormtail bids Professor Snape good day and advises him to wash his hair at the slime ball. See, they, when they put that in there, they wouldn't have known he was a professor. So those things have to have been learning and growing at, like That's true. through time. That's true. That's very true. But can they can they see? Is my next question. Is like, can this? Does the Marauders map have some sort of sensory perception? It has to, because it knows where people are. It does, but it all. But can it like do things like know what people physically look like? Like, I mean, or is that put into it by mm. the guys who, like, made it? Like, could it look at Harry Potter, who did not exist when the map was made, sure. and say, "Nice scar on your forehead, Harry. You really wear those glasses well." I still feel like it's kind of a. And if Snape ever gets this, let's put some shit in there about him. But maybe. But also at that point, the question would be like. If I was, I feel uh, like it's really sophisticated programming. Sure, but if I was, and maybe this will be answered later. But like, if I was, what is it, prong, prongs, prongs, I would probably be like, hey, uh, what, which Potters are you related to? Right, like, I mean, it'd be weird if someone, weird. if someone suddenly in the map who was like using the map had your last name, because that's the right one, right? Like, yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, uh, and I don't think there's quite as much personality i mean it'd be cool but then i think there would be more harry talking to the map that'd be kind of cool in a sense in a sense like harry could have an a, a, like a lead to speaking to his fucking father or at least a version of his father mm -hmm. that's true like that's right there it's it, it functionally it's there like if it's like okay all of the you know warmth and and feelings he got from looking at the mirror of air said he actually could actually speak to a version of his father at an age he is close to what? I just think it's like having small talk with the map, and the map's like, yeah, you like this Jenny chick? Oh. I remember the first time oh. Lily, oh. and they were just like, ah, oh, my ears. So, yeah, that'd be fine if you could talk to his dad. <laughs> I mean, it's just weird when it comes from you. <laughs> I don't know why, but something about, like, I, I guess, like, I anticipate you being revolted by me more often than... Vice versa. Maybe that's my secret. I mean, it's got to be, but at the same time, like... <laughs> like a zone. It definitely feels weird. Um, 
That one felt really weird. <laughs> okay. um, but well, yes, you're right. Possible but, conversation to have with your dad. Exactly, exactly. And you're totally right. And it would it would feel kind of like that. You'd be like, I don't want to. No, please stop. No, like it'd feel like it would be trauma. It would I be have tra- to leave some of this in now. Or yeah, you will. To, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'll bleep it out. <laughs> I, know, I know how to bleep now. There's a lot of people. Are, I hope people complain about the bleeping. Like, wait, come here. It says explicit. Why aren't you just being explicit? Um, uh, the uh, but but yeah, that would be really fucking weird, but also kind of cool. Um, yeah. If I was him, I would I, I, I don't know. If I was him, I'd try to, I would try, and then I'd be like, wow, I don't like this guy. <laughs> and like and like be like, um, I've outgrown you, guy who's stuck being this age, <laughs> in a in a in old parchment. Right. I I feel like this is a my overall note for this one was just like pretty fun chapter, sandwiched between two Quidditch chapters full of shit, but okay. Dude's Quidditch chapters weren't entirely full of They're shit. They're not entirely full of shit, but they are exactly what I said before. They're like 90% Quidditch, and then like, oh, we still have some plot for you. <laughs> but there's also Hermione smacking Draco, that famous scene. That's pretty good, yeah. That part was pretty good. Her- Hermione gets, for as little as she's in these chapters, unfortunately, she gets a lot of really good moments when she finally you know, is in them. I think I like it better in the movie where she punches him right? smacking, but... So I, next chapter fifteen, Quidditch final. That's where I, oh, that's where I was with the punching. Oh right, right. Um, what what page was that? Did you know or just the smacking of the face was two ninety three. Two ninety three. Two ninety three. Yeah, uh, I have I have three oh four. So two ninety three. You know it works. It's it's a it's a good moment. There's also that moment I think earlier where like Draco gets he he's kind of set up in these chapters. Because he was out of the entire last episode of Death Readers. He wasn't in there at all. Okay. Uh, and so he gets a couple, like, gets a lot of play in these where he's like bothering them at the Shrieking Shack and then. Right. This is uh, with Harry's floating head. Right. And the whole, like, because the Marauder Map thing happens and, like, we get that hint that, like, Lupin knows the creators of the map, manufacturers or whatever he mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder, like, what that experience was like for him. For Lupin? Yeah. To like look at the map and be like, fuck. But see, like if it was me, yeah. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have that, fuck. I mean, I would be like, oh, this is awesome. I would be like, well, I'm but so excited. Harry's going back. out of bounds and there is Sirius Black, who as okay, far as Lupin knows, could be He's ready to pounce. And has been in the house, been, right. in, been, in, been in the room in Harry's bedchamber. And as far as he knows, got the wrong bed. Yes. It's true. And then, and and it will come up later. Uh, so Lupin's now going. Do I tell Dumbledore about this? Right, right, yeah. Because then I look like a shit because I was going behind his back and he's the one who stuck up for me. Lupin's so cool. Lupin's great. Um, but anyway, uh, Poop and Lupin. That's not what he's called. Uh, sorry, I'm no ending you over and over and over. Uh, <laughs> I, three or four, as I, I wrote that, I feel like I should confess at this point that I don't know what's going on with Crookshanks. Uh, ah. I, I feel like... Because there's so much more Crookshanks than there was in the movie. A she lot. had a big cat who just, like, would run into the frame and yes. out again after the rat. Yes. Yeah. And and this, it's like, I don't... Is Crookshanks an animagus? It, it, it's like, it's it seems to be communicating in animal form with what I assume is Sirius Black in the woods. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that's really odd and strange and i can't think of anybody in recollection besides mcgonagall who turns into a cat and it's definitely not her right no because you don't change you don't like, change when, into any animal when she changes into a cat she has her spectacle markings if she took her glasses off would she have this when she changed into a cat okay 
But would, she would still be a gray tabby. She wouldn't be an orange yeah, fluffy exactly. cat. Yeah, right, exactly. You, right, you right. don't get to choose what animal you um, look like. You just turn into an animal. So, yeah. Right? Yeah, I, I, I didn't I'm even assuming. think about the Crookshanks mystery. But, yeah, there's so much more here. There's a lot more. And I don't know what's going on with it. So, it's, it's kind of intriguing. But, again, it's so fucking slow. It's fucking, like, sap dripping. But, and then, you know, the Quidditch match happens. I'm, I'm happy for Wood. I'm happy that Wood got his, you know, his trophy. That's it was an exciting cool. game because of all the, uh, the the dirty playing. I guess, but again, it feels like Slytherin just gets away with everything, which I, I it's probably deliberately written that way. It's also Slytherin house, and if they're going to be the ones who get away, they're going to know when to take that gamble to not get caught. Or is it that things are just stacked to be, like, to, is it that the houses are more lenient towards Slytherin? Like, it feels like they're pretty rough on the Gryffindor kids for doing things. I think they have a higher average of getting away with shit. And teachers catch them when they see it, and the rest of the time they just get away with shit. Whereas other people are like, "Oh, I might get caught, so I won't mm-hmm. try." So you're saying that Slytherin's greatest curse is that they're just ambitious. They try where others shirk away. No, I'm saying they're evil. You're saying they have gall and gumption. No, that's that's Gryffindor and Hufflepuff, I believe. Whereas everyone else are cowards. Mm, no, not what I'm saying. You're saying that Gryffindor are cowards and Slytherin are heroes. No. Yeah, I hear you. No. You're exactly what you're <laughs> I think saying. You're, I think you're. I think you're. Post- Who were you sorted into? I was. I was in. I was sorted into Gryffindor, mm-hmm. but I would have done well in Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> it's all there. <laughs> it would help you on your way to greatness. <laughs> My last note is just. Well, there's absolutely no more Quidditch in this book. Thank goodness. <laughs> Uh, Which I don't know if that's the case, but actually, they won the ca- the cup. So yeah, how much Quidditch more ca- final? I think I think we are Quidditched out. Also, we did get to Easter, I think. So just trying to keep in track of mm-hmm. what time of year we're in. It's yep. like, the it's like end March. Of, it's like the end of the the year, and there's like seven more chapters left. I think you said. So that's I don't. It's towards the end of the year, but I think when after everything resolves, they might still have a, a month or so at school. Okay. I, and I, we'll I, just time jump again too. It'll be like the remaining weeks. They did this and did that and blah blah, and we're spent this way. And then yeah. Harry got on the train. When I when I peeked ahead to count the chapters and like try to figure out what we were gonna do, I noticed that it looks like things get resolved in the book, and then there's two more chapters. <laughs> it's kind of what it looks like just by looking at the chapter titles. Well, I don't know if you remember the movie that well, I, but I there is a there's sort of a no, schedule yeah, fourth act. Okay, yeah, sure. Cool, that that works. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I the plot continues to slowly progress through these chapters, and mostly there's just a fuck ton of Quidditch. There is a lot of Quidditch. And it's hard I, to talk about Quidditch. It's hard to talk about. You know, we met like, Cho Chang, right? Was that was that, th- that was her? this? Yeah, we met her. I think either in these these chapters or the last episode. She was certainly featured in this yes, chapter. Yes, and and Harry seems to be a little bit crushing. She's like, hey, her. what's up? Yeah, she's the Ravenclaw seeker, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who's who's shorter than Harry? Which is because Harry is supposed to be pretty small, so she's got to be tiny. Silver Arrow, by the Silver way. Silver Arrow. That's what it was. Thank you. You're welcome. Didn't that doesn't that sound awesome? I guess. I mean, they... like it's an old classic broom, and it says Silver Arrow, and it's like unto the Firebolt. I'd have, I'd have a silver a Silver Arrow. I feel like there used to be like like in the '50s there would be like bicycles or yeah. things like that where you yeah. would have names like that. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Bill Dembro's bike. Bill Dembro's bike. From it, who it? What it? Bill Dinbro had the big bike, Where? and he never stuttered when he said "Hi Ho Silver Away." Oh, it. 
yeah, I don't know, man. I don't really have much else on this. Like, again, it was... I feel bad for Sir Cadagan because I... I uh, jumping around now just trying to grasp sure, sure. any sort of thoughts I had on these chapters because, I, I mean, I... It, with all the Quidditch, it's hard to it's so much, say in order. I, I mean, I, the Quidditch, like you said, I'm, I'm going through the I'm looking at the chapter right now. I'm like, oh, there's shit to talk about. I was just like, but just yeah. Quidditch. I'm just like, what? Yeah. He got that snitch so good. Yeah, right. I, I mean, well, Lee Jordan makes an appearance again uh, as a character I, I, I guess I'm trying to track, but like he only shows up in these moments. So well, he also showed up in Chamber of Secrets, or was it. Sorcerer's Stone showing the twins a big spider he had in a box. I don't remember that. Okay, what was it? Was it? Was it? Uh... King's Cross. I don't remember that. Okay. I mostly just remember him doing the announcing for Quidditch games. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of liked the business between him and McGonagall. I thought that was kind of cool. No, it's pretty funny. Both, both with the firebolt and with the uh, yelling. Yeah, that the Slytherin. I, for, for as much as I'm going to criticize Quidditch. I will say that that sequence felt very cinematic. You could really see how that would end up on film. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Um, Hermione leaves Divination. Yeah, that was weird, and I, I just don't know how I feel about Divination now because, like, I want it to be... I don't know. It's It confuses me because I just... It's like the thing where it's like, you know, okay, sure, everything... Yes, from a certain point of view, everything you said became real. Sure. This person left us forever. There's so dramatic. Thanks, Professor Trelawney, for being way over dramatic and, and not specific. You couldn't just say, "Oh, whew, guys, Hermione is going to quit the class in a huff in round Easter time." Watch it happen, and then like, but no, she says, "Oh, oh the Grim, and now one of you will leave us forever. One of our numbers." Fucking hey, shut up. There are reasons that she's even at the school. Yeah, and I'm, it's so that she can get kicked this... out by, uh, what's her name in book six? It doesn't necessarily go that way. Yeah, it's book five. Oh, is it book five? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because book four is Goblet of Fire. Yeah. Right. But my point is, I think everyone, every teacher's on board Dolores with you. Dolores Umbridge. And... Who? That's who it is. You continue. Sorry. Dolores Umbridge? That's the kind of thing you do, and I pretend like I didn't understand what you were saying. So you were saying something about and... how she was, she's there because she's with. There, there's reasons. Yeah. There's reasons she's there, and and yes, I, I I agree, and I think most of the professors would agree that uh, divination, at least as it's taught currently, is a shitty class. Seems like it, and and I it. But it it is probably on a, a list of you know. Cuttable classes, <laughs> like classes, like if they're gonna trim the budget. Offerable class, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, I guess there's also worth talking about Buckbeak's trial. We get some progression on that storyline. Um, turns out, like, well, Harry and Ron are totally obsessed with the firebolt and everything else that they're just being really self-centered about. Other things around them continue to progress and happen, like. Hagrid's going through hell. Hermione's got double classes and is still looking for precedence. Right, yeah. And and, and she, they're not helping her and she's exhausted and she's going to have to quit classes. So at least she got to quit divination. Yeah. Hopefully that'll help her out. I was wondering if that would be a, if she, if she would get a stern talking to from Professor McGonagall for that or if she'd let it slide because she set up all this, I'm going to take double classes 
I'm going to do all this work and I promise I'm going to stick with it and not, and then she wants to drop a class, but then it's divination, which we know McGonagall doesn't like. Well, I also feel like, so what happened? I mean, that, if you're a professor who allows this, you're not going to, like, you're not going to be the professor that stands there and goes, I swear to God, if you can't handle this thing that's unreasonable to handle, <laughs> if you fail at this impossible task you set before yourself, I swear to God, I will kick you out of school. That's not going to happen. She's just going to be like, okay, it's fine. Like, yeah, you... You dropped a class, like what? They don't really. They haven't yet addressed why Hermione is doing this. Like, she just wants all the classes. Well, that's my point. Like she's not gonna graduate early. Right. Like when I was in high school, that was a thing. Like if you took, you could take extra classes, or you could take like, you know, uh, AP classes, or you could take a couple, a couple, and you might be able to graduate early somehow. Like if right. you took summer school, like you could really buckle down and like you could graduate early. I think my wife did that. I did the opposite. You took extra high school. <laughs> I took extra high. I packed extra high school into the cracks because I failed so many classes. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, but but that's the thing. You can you can you can do things in high school to accelerate yourself out of high school, uh, but that doesn't seem to be what her motivation is. And if it is, she's not explained it. She like she just seems to be you know to love learning, and that's fine. But like, even in that case, who would give a shit if she takes too many classes and then doesn't pass them all? Like okay, so you're not gonna you're not gonna get that much ahead of people on divination. I don't care. You're still taking way too many classes. It's okay. Take a break. Like have a nap. <laughs> you'll you'll be okay. You're a better professor than I am. Thanks. You're welcome. I still feel bad for Buckbeak. I'm worried that for when that happens. Um, for bad for you know, I know what happens. But like it. It's, you don't know anything. I, I know what happens. You don't know anything. <laughs> I don't really know if there's much else, man. I don't really have that much else. Unfortunately, I mean, I, I wish... I, I still don't feel like we... Like, I feel like we had enough to talk about for, like, this episode. It just, again, it felt like, unfortunately, trying to cram all that And that's around. why I thought you wanted to do the four chapters, because of the Quidditch. And I, I probably, if I... In hindsight, I probably should have. It was just, like, I had, I read them all last night, and I was just, like... It, I was sleeping in. Told, yeah, no, I, I read two last night and two more this morning. And... I, I could have gotten one in this morning. Pardon me. Could have gotten one more in this morning. You could have, but you didn't. Well, because I, I planned. Didn't. I planned for a different. Yeah, outcome. you planned a different thing that you didn't tell me about. I did. I told you very clearly. Well, you plan. You planned a different thing that you did tell me about, but didn't ensure that I listened. That is not my responsibility. Well, I have tenure as it is as a professor. I don't need to make sure that my students mount your brooms. Are you trying to start the new next chapter? Nope. Better it's not. It's not the final. Yeah, I um. You think it'd be more fun to to have the to have the Quidditch chapter read aloud, like sports commentary? Would that no? It would still no. be so boring. I would just tune it out. Like I have to read it, or I would tune it out because it isn't exciting. Watching it's fine because it only takes like three minutes, and then That's it's true. over, and then you can be like, hey, next to the on to the next plot. Because I mean, again, at this point, like there's just so we are we're pretty far through this book. Like there's not yes, there's a like, hundred pages left or something. Like we said, seven chapters. Um, there's a hundred and well, 314 to 340. It's like 120 pages. 100, yeah, but that. You know, and I, I got to say, again, it, maybe it's just that I want, maybe I'll learn to love this abuse, but it feels like there's a lot of book here that doesn't help the book. I mean, there is dramatically less Quidditch in the next book. Sure, but what I'm saying is, like, if you're making this book into a movie, I get why you cut so much. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I really we only saw get... the, like, part of one... Just to see him faint, which we mentioned last time, but still, 
But then we never got to see Wood achieve his dream. That's not important to the main plot. Like, it's... These books are so fat and not just in the idea of them being, like, large. It's like, they have excess energy. <laughs> they have an overabundance of excess content that they just... They really don't need. And maybe they do need it. Maybe the, the fat, like it does in food, makes things sweeter or, or tastier. But for me, I just look at it like, whew, I'm going to have heartburn. That's why you take Prilosec. I take Tums. Death Readers brought to you by Prilosec. Or Tums. <sighs> if either of you would like to uh, give us money to do this. <laughs> Tums is for acid indigestion. That's the same Prilosec as Prilosec is, oh. That's what heartburn is. Indigestion. What are Rolaids for then? Rolos? Rolaids. The chocolate and caramel? No, the the like, the little Tums Mentos. The same thing then. Right. You do realize that there's more. Okay, there can be a lot of different products that do the same thing. What? That's true. <laughs> That's Imagine not... you have fizzing Whisbees. Okay. And you have. Whizzing Fizbees? Yes. <laughs> exactly that. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you're going to have them. You're not really going to be confused because you're going to be like, oh, the whizzing Fizbees, they whiz and Fizbee. But the fizzing <laughs> Whizbees, they fizz and Whizbee. Or whichever way I, I should have. I might have fucked it up. Know. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening. The, fi the whizzing Fizbees and the fizzing Whizbees. Yeah. <laughs> I, it sounds way more Seussian than I expected. <laughs> I think the fizzing Whizbees have stars on their chest. <laughs> the whizzing Fizbees do not. It's not even that hot. No, it's not. No. Um, I really don't have anything else. Man. I, don't, I, I, I don't think so either. It's going to be a shorter episode. It's going to be a pretty um, short episode, so hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been longer. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's rub it in, but... Think of it this way. Now you have much less to read next time, but you also will have to reread that chapter. Yeah, for next time. Oh, that's a, I went the wrong side right there. So I need to go... Shut up. <laughs> I did find it. I did find a really cool... You have notes for the next chapter you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. Stuff we're not really going to address cool, this episode. Uh, notes. Man, the next episode. never observed. The next episode is oh going to be so God. good. <laughs> it's so good. Like, I would have I would have told you today. But... Yeah, but we can't because we haven't, I haven't read it. Yeah. Sorry. Just, you know, tuck it away in, in your memory palace. Okay. What's the thing Hannibal is drawing? Uh, the Duomo? Seen from the it? Belvedere? Yeah. Yeah. Memory is what he has instead of a view. Yeah, but it's funny because it's also like... Perhaps you'd like to lend me your view on this questionnaire. <laughs> it's funny because it's like your memory is this kind of thing that's kind of like... Uh, it's like a firecracker <laughs> with like a bunch of different fuses. And all it's like, and they, they're all ready to go. But before they're lit, they don't do anything. <laughs> Fair. And then you find the right one. You go, you apply a little bit of energy to it and it goes... <laughs> I know exactly what this is. Another time. I, I had I literally just had to say to you, what's that thing Hannibal is sketching? And you went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got a couple different sketches. You could have answered anything, and I would have been like, sure. <laughs> but like you, you, but you didn't answer just anything. No, you I answered didn't. the right. I thing. did. <laughs> I would have answered the wrong thing because you because you, know you know the wrong answer right thing. Right. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I think that was Death Readers. Uh, that was the hell out of Death yeah. Readers. So I'm, I'm Doug. I'm Rob. Thanks for listening.
If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean. These reviews might seem silly, but they actually help us out a lot. Check us out on Twitter, at RealDeathReader. If you want more Death Readers content, there's more available by joining Death Readers Patreon at www.patreon.com slash deathreaders. If you hate us and want to tell us how terrible we are, please send all hate mail comments to our Reddit account, you slash deathreaders. Is Oswald the Rabbit the thing that uh, Mickey Mouse was ripped off of? No. Like the plagiarism thing? No. Is it, though? No. Oswald the Rabbit was Disney's first creation. Oh. And then he got... He worked for somebody else, and they were like, it's mine, you can't have it. And he's like, well, fuck you, I'm creating a mouse. And they're like, what are you going to do? What are you going to create yourself a mouse? What are you going to do with a little mouse? What are you going to do with a little mouse? And then he became Disney. And they're like, oh, shit. That's what he did with the little mouse. Yeah, but he was Disney before the mouse. He he just became an entertainment powerhouse because of the mouse. I I lost because I yeah, you did I lose. Into it. I I know, I win at losing. Wow, that's a very Rob thing to say. Um, <laughs> welcome to Death Readers episodes. Okay, now you threw me off. Okay, I didn't do anything that time. I, I it's okay. We're gonna be fine. Do you need to like not look at me? No, I got it. Here we go. Welcome to Death Readers. This is oh sorry. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. And I'm Rob. This is episode 17 of season 3. No, well, so I can't do that. God damn it, I fucked it up, didn't I? You so fucked it up. Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode 17. We are in season 3. Or Fuck, did I fuck it up again? You fucked it I'm up. Sorry, do I you want to write it up? Yeah, I can do it. Okay. Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode 17 of Death Readers, Harry Potter and the Prisoners of Azkaban. What? I can... I was like what I'm supposed to say, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You make it sound like Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban's part of the title. You know what? Let let me show you. No, 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 no. This is. Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. Yeah, I'm Rob. Welcome to episode 17. We're in season three, episode four. Right, that's right. It's not in episode four. It's episode. Okay, see, because I was Doug, I fucked it up.